Well, good morning. It's good to be uh, with you all. Uh, grateful for the opportunity and the privilege to worship with you, uh, to visit with the Hufflers, uh, and uh, to bring God's word to you uh, this this morning. As has been mentioned, my name is Chopo Mwanza, um, and I am married to Kunda, and the Lord has blessed us with uh, three uh, children, uh, a girl and two boys, um, six, four, and 11 uh, months. So we are eager uh, to be back home this week, uh, God willing. We already read our passage this morning in Exodus chapter uh, 4. Uh, and in Exodus, the, uh, we have the account of God delivering his people. The, the Lord is on a mission to deliver and dwell with his people so that they uh, can worship him in covenant community. Uh, and he calls and charges Moses to be the instrument through whom uh, this work of deliverance will be done. And, and if you are familiar with the account... Moses had already at some point wanted to begin his own mission, a one mission, deliverance mission, uh, to uh, deliver uh, his fellow countrymen, and and it didn't end well. Uh, And so he runs off, he's in the wilderness, and the Lord in his timing appears to Moses in very dramatic fashion in chapter 3. And he, in essence, says to him, I am going to accomplish my mission to deliver my people so that they can worship me and I am sending you to go. And, and the, the, the conversation is, is quite fascinating because it's, you have this back and forth between God and Moses where God is trying to convince and persuade Moses both about the mission and about him going and Moses keeps ra- raising objections as to why he can't go. Uh, and you kind of pick up the uh, objections or the conversation in chapter 3. Uh, so I ask you to flip your, your page to chapter 3. Um, God appears to Moses in a burning bush and he says to him, I am going to deliver my people so you go and appear to Pharaoh. And Moses says in verse 10 of chapter 3, um, you know, God says, therefore come now and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? All right, so, so the first objection is, uh, who am I? God's response is, I will be with you. All right, so, so uh, Moses, yeah, you, you are right, you are nothing. Uh, but that's not the point. It's my mission. I will be with you. His second objection is in verse uh, 13. He says, you know, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they, they may say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said uh, to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to my sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. He is the self-existing eternal God. Um, He is the one who has sent you. So tell them, uh, the self-existing eternal God has sent me to you. 
Then in, um, Moses then says, well, uh, you know, what if they don't believe me? And Moses say, God says to Moses, uh, I will be with you. And the objections continue in chapter 4. And in chapter 4, Moses uh, raises the issue of belief one more time. He says to God in verse 1, what if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? Now, now you notice Moses keeps making it about himself. Right? Well, what if they don't believe me? Well, Moses, it's not you. It's me they will believe because it's me who will deliver me, deliver you, uh, deliver them, sorry. And it's me who is sending you. So, so why are you concerned about them believing you? And why are you concerned about uh, you not having ability? It's me. And, 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 and the Lord says to Moses, what is in your hand? And so God is going to demonstrate to Moses his power so, so that he is convinced uh, that, listen, uh, go, uh, let me show you how powerful I am, that, that I am powerful and in control over all things. Uh, and three signs that uh, God demonstrates to Moses. One is turning the staff into a snake. The other is his hand turns into leprosy. And the third is water turning to blood. Each a demonstration of God's power uh, over his creation. And, and you'd like to think at this point, after this dr- dramatic demonstration of God's power, Moses is on board. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Then in verse 10, Moses says, uh, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent. Neither recently nor in time past, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Right? So, so, yeah, this is all good, Lord. I see your power. You can clearly do this. But, but there's a problem. Just, just in case you didn't know, let, let me, you know, share something about me. I, I, I can't speak well. You, you know, and not just now, but in the past, and, and even, you know, even after you've spoken to me, that hasn't changed. I still can't speak well. Uh, so you see, uh, yeah, I can't. And then the Lord says, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes him mute or deaf? Or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, then go and I, even I, will be with your mouth and teach you what you must say. Again, Moses says, I can't speak. God is saying, I, even I. This is my mission, Moses. And I am the one sending you. Stop making it about yourself. I mean, who... Who controls all things, God says to Moses. Well, finally, Moses kind of, you know, he has no more objections to to, to come up with. And he says in verse 13, but he said, Please, Lord, now send the message by whomever you will. In other words, yeah, 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 you, you clearly can do this. Send whoever you want, just not me. All right? 
And then the anger of the Lord burned, verse 14, against Moses. And he said, is there not, is there not your brother Aaron and the Levite? I know that he speaks fluently. And moreover, behold, he is coming out to meet you. When, you, when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You are to speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I, even I, will be with your mouth and his mouth. And I will teach you what you are to do. Moreover, he shall speak for you to the people and he will be as a mouth for you and you will be as God to him. You shall take in your hand this stuff with which you shall perform the signs. It's remarkable at this point that the Lord is angry with Moses. But he is also patient. And he providentially says, okay, Aaron is coming. Go with him. He will speak whatever you say to him. You will tell him whatever I will say to you. And guess what, Moses? I, even I, will be with your mouth and with his mouth. Now, you have to say, it doesn't make sense. It seems unnecessary, isn't it? But, but that's, that's God's patience with, with his people, isn't it? And, and the point God is driving at with Moses is that the mission to deliver his people is God's. It's not about Moses. He is merely an instrument. So Moses' inadequacies, you know, there's a false humility here about Moses. He's highlighting his inadequacies and he's basically saying, in light of my inadequacies, I would rather opt out. And God is saying, my power will actually be demonstrated in your weakness. It's not about you. Whether you have ability or not is not the issue, Moses. The mission will be accomplished because it is my mission. And, and, and we see four aspects of, 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 of the mission and why it will be accomplished by God. That firstly, it's the fact that it is God's plan, isn't it? It's God's plan. It's God's mission. He's already said this to Moses a number of times. Look at chapter 3, verse 8. It says, So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and spacious land. God is saying, I have a plan to do this. So, so, so when it comes to God's work and God's ministry and, 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 and God's mission, we need to remember, dear friends, that it is not our idea. It is not our plan. It is God's plan. He, he has laid out a plan and he will accomplish his plan. But secondly, notice that 
this plan will be accomplished by God's power. I mean, and that was the point of the signs in, in chapter 4, verse 2 through to, to 9. God demonstrating his power. And, and when Moses, uh, if you read ahead, when Moses goes to Pharaoh, what do you see? It is a, a demonstration of God's power. And Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh's question was, who is this God, Moses, who will deliver you? And God said, yeah, let me show you. And, and in a very powerful and full uh, and clear way, God demonstrates his power before Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And the question now we have to ask is, who is Pharaoh? Right? Because when God was done demonstrating his power, everyone knew who this God was. And so God's plan of delivering his people will be accomplished by God's power. But you also have the promise, right, that this plan, which will be accomplished by his power, will be accompanied by his presence. So Moses was concerned, fearful. And God says, I will be with you. And a number of times God says, I, even I, the great I am, will be with you. In other words, Moses, as you go to face Pharaoh, and as you embark on this mission, my mission, not only will you have my power with you, you will have my presence with you. And I will be with you. Amen. If God is for us, who can be against us? Right? And the, answer, the, the point is not that there will be no one against us. The point is that there will be no opposition that can stand. So it's God's plan accomplished by God's power accompanied by God's presence. But, and I've already touched on this, notice the patience of God in dealing with his people as they are slow to carry out his mission. I mean, God could have easily said, fine, find someone else. Right? You remain with your inadequacies. I, I, can't, I can't put up with this, uh, uh, you know, immature objections and, and this back and forth. Like, like, seriously, are you going to question me? Let me find someone else. But, but God actually bears with the immature objections of Moses, doesn't he? And by his providence, even allows that Aaron accompanies him. I mean, the Lord is patient with his people. And then when we come to the New Testament, the Bible says Moses was the meekest man. Now, every time I read that, and I read Moses 
I'm thinking, one, we are quite bad. Right? I mean, if the meekest among us is Moses, we have issues. Like that, because Moses had issues, didn't he? And in fact, fast forward to Numbers, the Lord judges him by refusing him to enter the promised land because of his unbelief. But the Lord was patient with him and even allows him to carry out this work. But it also says a lot about the Lord, doesn't he? Doesn't it? Of, of, of his patience and endurance. And how that he is willing, by his great, you know, in his great plan and scheme, to use people like Moses to carry out his mission. To use people like you and I. When, when we are constantly thinking about self, when we are constantly preoccupied with, with ourselves, either our abilities or our lack of abilities, our inadequacies or our fears and concerns, and we're constantly making it about us, what we like and what we don't like and what we're comfortable with and what we're not comfortable with. And God is looking at us and saying, it is not about you. By the way, if you want the title for the message, that's exactly it. It's not about you. It's never about us. So it's not as if God was in heaven thinking, wow, you know, let me, let me see, let me create a, a, a wonderful people uh, and, and just, you know, because they're so lovely and so wonderful and so, 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 so capable and, and just make my mission about them. And then, and then, you know, the Lord is in heaven as we are going about uh, uh, doing his work. Uh, that he's like, wow, look at my lovely son. Look at my lovely daughter. And how that, you know, everything is about them. Praise be to my daughter. It's never about us. And you... See echoes of John 15 when Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And my father is a vine dresser. And it's in that context that he says, Without me, you can do nothing. And he's basically saying, It's not about you. If you are to be fruitful and effective, in carrying out God's plan and God's mission, we have to realize that it's His plan. It will be accomplished by His power. It will be accompanied by His presence. And the work will not fail. It never does. I mean, think about it. Egypt was a superpower. Pharaoh was the most powerful man in the world. Conquered everyone. Moses was clueless. 
And he goes up and says, let my people go. When you actually think about it, that's a suicide mission. But because it was not about Moses, it was the Lord's plan, accompanied by his presence, accomplished by his power, Egypt was defeated in a very dramatic and powerful way that the whole world at that time heard about it and feared Jehovah God. Jesus, speaking to his disciples, he says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always. What do you have there? God's plan. Go make disciples. How will it be accomplished? By his power. And it will be accompanied by his presence. He will be with us always till the end of the age. So we cannot fail. We will not fail, not because of us, but because of him who is the God of the mission. And he will deliver his people and dwell with them forever. Friends, it's not about us. And so we sing, the night is dark, but I am not forsaken. For by my side, the Savior, he will stay. I labor on in weakness and rejoicing. For in my need, his power is displayed. To this this I hold, my shepherd will defend me. Through the deepest valley he will lead. Oh, the night has been won and I shall overcome. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. With every breath I long to follow Jesus. For he has said that he will bring me home. And day by day I know he will renew me until I stand with joy before the throne. And to this I hold. My hope is only Jesus. All the glory ever more to him when the race is complete. Still my lips shall repeat, yet not I, but through Christ in me. May that be our prayer. Amen.